The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Good morning and welcome to America's Web Radio. And it's time now for a veteran's place. And um, we're seeing more and more action with regard to veterans, which is great. Uh, people are finding and taking more interest in, in uh, our veterans as well they should. And before we get started with the Veterans Place, we do one thing that we've always done, and this is true for our veterans, and particularly as we're going into the need for our first responders, and I hate to date a show, but we're we're into the hurricane season, and the first responders will be there for all of us, so... Let's take a moment out, a moment of silence, a moment for a prayer for our veterans, our active duty, military, and our first responders. First responders. And uh, we'll be back in just a moment. back and uh, the other thing that we do is we like to make sure particularly since uh, Don is a uh, medical doctor as well as a dentist uh, but he uh, he likes to make sure that the heart is pumping well and uh, the army has well I guess all the military has a uh, incentive program to get your heart to pumping and pumping a little faster and we take out time for a cadence. So we're going to do a cadence right quick, and then we'll be back with Dr. Don. Hey, I feel all right now. Hey, I feel all right now. Do you feel like I do right now? Do you feel like I do right now? Motivated. Motivated. Okay, again, you're listening to America's Web Radio, and we appreciate everybody tuning in, and we certainly appreciate all the folks that have been spreading the word about A Veteran's Place and our other shows that uh, have to do with veterans. Um, One of them is uh, Remembering Desert Shield and Desert Storm, and a pretty good friendship has developed there between our host, Dr. Don Moeller, and uh, our host of Remembering 
Desert Shield and Desert Storm, Lieutenant Colonel Retired Philip Forsberg. And we're, we're very blessed to have these two gentlemen. Uh, Dr. Don is a veteran, also a Lieutenant Colonel Retired. And uh, he was a medic in Vietnam. And he uh, came back from Vietnam, went to dental school, became a dentist, and then decided... Gosh, I need more education. I just can't stand being out of the classroom. So he goes to medical school. And um, Don, how many how many uh, dentists are MDs as well, or vice versa? Uh, I don't know, Dave. Uh, it's several thousand at least uh, uh, maxillofacial surgeons that want to do advanced stuff. A lot of them will go to medical school, and then. You get some folks who uh, want to go and, and do more uh, than uh, in a different line than dentistry to go to medical school, but it's not a very large percentage. I uh, I wouldn't think so. I couldn't I couldn't stand. Maybe it's better in medical school or something, but I couldn't I couldn't take those hard chairs. Uh, <laughs> I don't have enough padding in the in the uh, padding area to take um, the thought of another eight-hour day in one of those chairs just would mess my whole day up. So, with that being said, let's talk about PTSD and the veteran. Well, Dave, appreciate it, uh, but I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start off with appreciation for veterans and first responders, and I can't believe that you asked me how many uh, doctors are also dentists and whatever. We're going to talk about small percentages here just to say thanks. Here's a question. Uh, what percentage of the U.S. population, that's about 330 million, are on active duty as soldiers? Huh. You want to take a guess, Dave? Yeah, less than 1%. Well, to be exact, 0.4%. Here's another figure for you. What percentage of the population is doctors? Is, is what? 0.29%. Mm. How about that? Now, how, we got our police out there. Now, if there's about 1.2 million people who are in the military, and that includes reserves for all the services, including Coast Guards, there are 660,000 policemen. Now that's, that's less. If the, the, the active duty military total in reserves is 1.2 million and, and, and ballpark that down, that's, that's half a percent of the people are police. How about farming? Well, unless you dig deep, and we want to thank the farmer. Now here are the real troopers. 65% of the firemen in the country and women, firemen, firefighters, 65% are volunteers. That's unbelievable. Mm. How many firefighters are there in the country? A million less than the Army. I mean, uh, the military. How many firefighters, paid firefighters, are there? 320,000. How many EMTs are there? 167,000. This is for 330 million people. Now, 
How many nurses? Well, at first you think, wow, there are 3 million nurses. What is that out of 330 million people? That's less than 1%. So that's pretty impressive. We're talking to an audience of heroes and, uh, and, and well-qualified heroes, too, and especially the Guard and Reserve people. And, Dave, you know more about that than I do. But the Guard and Reserve people, if you think they just can go on the weekend uh, once a month and, and, and go anywhere, you can't. They're battalion commanders, and I know the Army, that they take that stuff home with them. They have to go in on the weekends without pay. And that and that's pretty impressive. And that's the same with Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine, and Coast Guard people in the reserves and guard. That when you're a commander, as first sergeant, you platoon sergeant, uh, you've got to go in and get the job done, and you're not getting paid for it. Not only that, are volunteer firemen. I mean, uh, they're unbelievable, too. Uh, and, and part of those are EMTs, I'm sure. So we've got an incredible crowd out here, uh, that we're, that we're talking to. And you say, Dave, I know you mentioned, you say, how rare is it to be a doctor? 0.29%. How rare is it to be, uh, a soldier in military on active duty? Point four percent. What do you think of that, Dave? You know, anybody that is in your profession in in the military or an EMT, yeah, first responders, and you know, there's another group that uh, that I know you didn't miss them, but. Yeah, maybe they were counted in your your deployable firefighters, but those are the folks that fight forest fires, and those are that's an incredible bunch of people. Um, and this is, I guess, the thing that that kills me or or bothers me is that so many of these people are taken for granted and we shouldn't take anybody for granted uh but you know it's it's like these idiots that wanted to defund the police well who are you gonna call mr clean to come clean up your house (laughs) you know yeah and i just it's beyond me how people can overlook the job that and you know, a forest fire uh, fireman—they're—they're they're ready to go at the drop. You know, as, as soon as the call goes out, they're there fighting the fire, and that's a very, very risky first responder place to be. And it's—and uh, people again don't. Well, why don't they put the damn forest fire out? You know, they're working their tails off. And, you know, it's it's like the last, well, like Hawaii, you know. And they think that just the snap of a finger and you can put the fire out or, or one plane load of whatever will put the fire out. Well, it takes 
And there's another thing I'd like to touch on too, and that's the people. And and you hit on it with the with the reservists that a lot of the commanders, and I, I know this very well because I I was a company clerk and worked under some of them, and um, they would you know say, look, um, you need to meet me next weekend, and we need to get some paperwork cleaned up, and we'd do it. And like you said, that was free gratis it was nobody get, nobody in the reserve gets uh uh time and a half or or over overtime pay you know for anything like that right now we're gonna have to take a break and we'll do that and we'll be back in one minute with dr don talking about our first responders which are are as we're doing this show and getting ready to air it tomorrow, and there'll be more results tomorrow, but there will be a number of first responders that I can assure you are working their tails off right now. So we'll be back in just a minute. If you live to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army. With training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering, an Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com. Veteran-owned, America's Web Radio would like to thank all of our incredible patrons. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. If you are not already a patron, you can help us continue to produce some of the most informative and entertaining shows on the Internet by becoming a patron. Patrons of America's Web Radio are the first to receive information about new shows and links to the latest podcast episodes. Join now and receive a free gift while supplies last. For more information and to join our family, please visit www.patreon.com slash America's Web Radio. If you have questions, contact us at gm at americaswebradio.com. And as always, thank you for listening. In 2009, the membership organization Docs for Patient Care was founded. People all around the country wanted to participate in the efforts of this group, and they wanted to join, but they were unable to do so unless they were physicians. It's for this reason that the Docs for Patient Care Foundation was created. Now, everyone can join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. While you're at your computer, please go to www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docs4patientcarefoundation.org and make a tax-deductible donation and join the fight along with us. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back on America's Web Radio with a veteran's place. And what does that mean exactly, a veteran's place? Well, we wanted to frame a show around the fact that veterans could come to this show, and particularly uh, Don's expertise is, is PTSD, but he's a dentist and an MD and has combined those into, as far as I know, he has the only, not cure, but product that will relieve 
anybody, veteran, EMT, first responder, whatever, of the problem of not being able to sleep at night. And um, we've talked about it. It's a it's non-surgical, non, no drugs, nothing like that. But it's a he calls it a stent, and it's a, a mouthpiece. That works at night, and you stop the grinding of the teeth, and you just you're able to sleep at night. And sleep is so very important. And uh, you get away from your nightmares and your bad dreams and all of this. And uh, if whether you're listening live or you're listening to one of the podcasts, look up Dr. Don Moeller, and uh, it's. It's an incredibly easy process, and uh, but it, the thinking that went into it was not easy. So look Don up, and uh, if you've got a problem with sleeping at night because of PTSD, there is hope for you. And you should spread the word to every veteran from coast to coast and all points in between that there is hope for you if you're not getting a good night's rest because of PTSD. Well, Dave, I appreciate that. Uh, we're going to go on in a minute thanking the veterans, but uh, I did bring up a website this week. Uh, it is, and let me tell you about the website, it's not to get more business. The website's a resource area, and it has uh, lists of my publications that your dentist can get a hold of and make you one in his office if you'd like. Uh, so the website is www.ptsdsleepguardian.com. ptsdsleepguardian.com. And you can uh, go there. Uh, basically, I don't have a product on the shelf. You'd have to fly here or come down to Georgia. But you, your dentist, you, you, there's good information right there, and there's going to be stuff posted because we're developing it. But, Dave, uh, you, Dave I know you insisted on the, that I should really get up a website, and I finally did that. And uh, there's a plug in there, too, for America's Web Radio, uh, the uh, web Webmaster is putting that in, hopefully, as we speak. Uh, and going back to, to our, our audience right now, Dave, talking about the disaster down in Florida, and that's that's just not manufactured by the news. That That's going to be pretty rough. I, I decided this morning, uh, rather than do more PTSD, especially with that, if, if we do a word association test, that you get to pick two or three words to describe, and I'll call us sheepdogs. I think that's an honor to be called a sheepdog. <laughs> if some people are turned off by it, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm talking to first responders. But sheepdogs, it's tough telling the sheep what they do, and I don't think the sheep get it. And that's okay. Here's some, here's some words, and Dave, you can listen to my small list. Sacrifice. Number two, country above personal need, others before self, discipline to win, physical endurance, 
get the job done, no excuses, chance to die, might die, long hours, little comfort, little time for rest. Now, you can change that to no time for, for rest. Task first, regimented lifestyle, under others' authority, not about me, but about others in the task. No getting, uh, no quitting for veterans. Uh, you'll go to jail if you quit. And, and I think uh, in the middle of a fire, I don't know of any fireman that pinned his badge to the seat. And to our nurses in the middle of COVID, you know, uh, wearing that uniform and uh, not uniform, the, uh, scrub outfit, whatever they wore with that gown and, and they don't breathe very well and the mask and the face mask, it's, it's almost like living in 120% humidity. Uh, Dave, you got any other words, uh, to add? Uh, no, as you were saying those, uh, I was thinking, uh, I was answering them, you know, sacrifice, family. Uh, and again, we, we talk about this, that, you know, a doctor that's an ER doctor, for instance, he's not going to the ER by himself. He's taking his family with him. Because he may be, he or she may be gone for an hour or ten hours or twenty four hours. They don't know when you walk in the door. You don't know what you're going to get into. And this is the thing that's going to be happening uh, in Florida. And I, you know, we have not been very political on this show, Don. And uh, but I came up with something. Yesterday on one of our shows, on our uh, on on the uh, Victor show, as a matter of fact, uh, Victor Armanderas and uh, on point with Victor, and I came up with the idea what I would like to see politically in Florida or on the news on. Fox and Friends or wherever. I'd like to see a big clock put up on the wall showing how long it's going to take supposedly our president, and he's not the president, uh, well, he's, he's his own president, but he supposedly serves us all. And it was deplorable what he did in... Hawaii in going to Hawaii. Now I want to see what he does in going to Florida and how long it takes him to get down and start helping. He's the president of everybody for the United States, not just one group, not just for the Bidens. He's everybody's president. So let's put a big clock on the wall and see how long it takes takes Biden to get to Florida. Dave, I like your idea of the clock. Uh, when we, it, towards the end of the show, we're going to talk about the V Veterans Affairs and getting back to me. Uh, let's talk about another word association. 
with our veterans, first responders, definitely our police. Talk about, hey, uh, we did this social experiment. How's it going for you there in Portland and Seattle, yeah. and Philadelphia, and uh, Chicago? Right. It, it, Is the psychologist the doing experiment. well? What they are the psychologists doing well with uh, uh, going on first response calls? Yeah, yeah. Social workers. Yeah, 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 yeah. How's that working? How about having those people when they do the mob rob of, of the big department stores? They can have counseling right there, asking them not to go in. You know, and being a sheepdog, they work for even less than we do. Yeah. How about money only? This is the other side of the scale. We work for money. Yourself above others. How about the uh, equity investors in Wall Street? Uh, if there's increased danger, literally, your life's in danger, your pay goes up. Increased danger, increased pay. Increased discomfort, increased pay. You know, I, I don't think that the public understands, and they're probably not listening, but if you have uh, first responders, soldiers in your family, you need to know that, that when Dad goes to work, it's not the same thing as being an equities guy. You're working for your lifestyle at the other end of the spectrum, not for not for your principles. I mean, anything up to and including breaking the law is probably okay or walking around the borders of the law. Uh, your first responders don't have time for that trash. Uh, public adoration versus appreciation. And, you know, is but once you've seen your, your brothers in arms uh, killed in action or wounded, you know, when people look at Veterans Day and Memorial Day as, a three-day weekend, and, and don't even think about that somebody, some young son, and you, when you think about it, if the Army is full of old guys like us, uh, Dave, they go, hey, you guys died a year, a year early because you were in the military. No, those guys on D-Day, some of them were 17, 18 years old. They give up their entire life for our freedom. They, they weren't old geezers that had just about been played out. How about our social life? You know, when was the last time uh, uh, that your employer said, we're going to move you to ABC town, and you go, I'm not going? Well, it doesn't matter in the military. When they tell you you're going to move to a town, uh, you're going, or you're going to jail. And, and if, you don't, if you're told to get a haircut, you don't do it, you're going to jail. Right, Dave? <laughs> oh, yeah, three fingers. Yeah, with that, and people can put that in their mind and figure it out. We're going to take our next break, and we'll be back with Dr. Don and a veteran's place right after this. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you.
This is America's Web Radio. Would you like to have a show, talk about your business, or express your opinion on America's Web Radio? Just email gm at americaswebradio.com and we'll get back to you. Thank you. If you live to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army. With training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering, an Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back on... On a veteran's place on America's Web Radio, and we, you know, we do a lot of stressing about the family and talking about the family and of first responders and veterans and those on active duty right now, and because it's important, it's very important. And while you're deployed, whether you're in a hot zone or not hot zone, but just away, you know, thousands of miles away from your family, the support of your kids, your immediate family is the most valuable thing you've got going. And they're deployed just like you are because you're absent as from them. They're absent from you. And, um, you know, I, during when the, the first time the National Guard was called out for active duty, and this this goes back, I guess, about fifteen or twenty years ago. And you know, I guess what is a National Guardsman or Army Reserve? Chances are, he's your next door neighbor, or she's your next door neighbor. Or lives down the block from you. And when something happens in a neighborhood, they, I can assure you, will be the first to react. But when they're called up and deployed, you should take note of that and offer the spouse that's been left behind, hey, if you need a light bulb change, just give me a call. I'll be glad to come over and change a light bulb or or take out the trash, or mow the grass, or do something. But, you know, all of a sudden, somebody in a major portion of a household is gone, and the the remaining spouse, you don't know what they might need. Maybe it's just a a good home-cooked meal once a week or something. But That's true, Dave. They're I mean, your neighbors. Yeah. When you consider that your sheepdog is gone. My, my buddy had some goats and whatever up in Hamilton, Georgia. He had a sheepdog. I think it was a Pyrenees. I think, it, yeah. Well, one morning the dog was sitting there at his station because they don't come in. You can pet them if you own them, apparently. They have no desire. If you put them in the house... Eventually, they'll scratch. They're, they have to get back to their job. Well, he went out, and the, one of his uh, Pyrenees, his eye had been 
so injured that he had to take it uh, to a vet to have it taken out. And you know where that dog went when he got home? His same guard duty, overlooking the, overlooking his farm and the chickens and the goats. And that, you know, when I say that I'm a sheepdog and Dave, you were a sheepdog, uh, that's an honor. When you think of a veteran, the sheepdog conditions that he lives in, it's outside, rain or storm, snow, mud, the sheepdog's out there. And that goes for all our first responders. Uh, and that's why when you think, what do we owe our veterans? I think it's a whole lot more than, uh, than you'd imagine. And Dave, you know this is true. If you are on active duty or even in the reserves, not even in, or in the reserves, if you decide you want to be a donut kind of guy and eat a couple boxes day after day, you are not going to make your whole tour, whatever. And, you know, people have to understand to make your retirement in the reserves and the guard is longer than 20 years sometimes. And what happens, you are going to stay in physical shape for that period of time. You know what, Dave, I just started thinking about all the things our veterans and first responders are doing. You cannot be a 400-pound fireman. No. You cannot be a 400-pound infantry guy. You well, just lost your retirement. I mean, you can work in a store selling stuff, and you weight sneaks up, but the boss isn't going to come and say, you've got to lose weight in the military, in fire, and EMT. How about, am I right on that, Dave? Oh, I, I think the best that, and this was while I was on active duty in California, and you get a three-day break or whatever, and... And the, uh, your platoon sergeant or your, your, uh, company commander when the company was in formation, okay, gentlemen, and we were, it happened to be a company of all men, no women in it, okay, you're gonna take a three day break and most of you will be going to the beach. And if you come back and you're fried, you've gotten a terrible sunburn, Remember, you're damaging government property. <laughs> and you will be treated same. <laughs> you know, Dave, I, 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 this is, I know the show topic is unexpected, but, you know, when, when you're in the brotherhood of the police and fire and nurses, and, and definitely the, the military. You just have lived that way for so long that uh, how would you like to counsel somebody in the civilian world and have their lawyer sitting there and you say, you know, you're a little overweight and we need to have more bad news for you. You're close to the line. So if you gain another four pounds uh, between now and three months from now, we're going to have to lay you off and fire you. I I think that'd be a case for the Supreme Court. Probably. But, yeah, I mean, it, it, see, being in the military and, and the EMTs, you have to maintain a mental state and a physical state, or you can't can't do it. It is not like just about any other job. I mean, you can be a teacher. You can be a heavy-duty teacher. 
I'm not against people that want to weigh more. If it wasn't bad for your health, I don't care how big somebody gets. But when you're in the military, first responders, if you do not meet the standards of passing your physical P- exam, PT test, you just got unemployed. And, and, and so it's not just a part-time thing. Like I can be, I can weigh as much as, uh, I, can, I want as a doctor. As a matter of fact, I had a couple general surgeon buddies that, uh, after they left, the service, they didn't retire, they just left. They pushed 300 pounds and didn't care. Well, that's okay. But to be a soldier on active duty, you've committed yourself to stay in shape. And I don't mean just looking good. You have to be able to do so many pull-ups, push-ups, run to keep your job. Or even, there is no or, come to think of it now, you don't pass a PT test. You're unemployed, and that and those. Correct me. That's for the reserves and guard too, right, Dave? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. and it goes one step further. One step further. Uh, uh, you have to qualify yeah. on your weapon. Yeah. And how about your haircut? <laughs> do you have to keep your haircut short for twenty years? Yep. Or do you just get? <laughs> You know, the question is, as long as it's the right length for your your monthly drills, but how far, how much can you grow hair in in, uh, in three weeks or four weeks? Some so, of us can't grow it in four or five years. Right, yeah, some people like me, it's kind of immaterial. Uh, so another thing that you have to understand is that the military... Well, uh, and look at look at the first responders in Florida now. This is pretty obvious. Uh, who caused that storm? They didn't. How come soldiers get deployed to do the wars? Well, the soldiers' first responders get the dirty work of failed political policy. See, it always amazed me, Dave, and you can comment on it, Two things. One, politicians who raise their hand to send our troops to, to war, to die, but don't go themselves. And then the newscasters, when they comment, we really need to get some troops. Those, these are people that never served in their life, are, are more than happy to send, send the first responders to these. What do you think? Oh, yeah. You know, and, and one other thing um, that we didn't address but we should and that's you know you mentioned uh, the length of your haircut and that that's important well as in the military it's also spit and polish your boots have to be polished your uniform has to you have to be you have to be in shape both on physically mentally in the uniform, and the uniform has to be up to par, or you will get written up. And can you imagine calling an ambulance, calling for a first responder, and they show up with a dirty uniform on or dirty scrubs or whatever they happen to be wearing? How would that make you feel 
if you looked over and the person, you know, I know where I worked. We we had inspection just like the Army did. You know, anybody yeah. that was going out to be in the public was going to be, they had to muster up, you know, and your what you were wearing had to be clean and, and uh, also in good repair. And the way you looked, and heaven forbid, and this was before, this was well before all of the rubber gloves, but your hands had to be clean. You couldn't have long fingernails, and you certainly couldn't have dirt under your fingernails. You had to be spit and polished. And uh, this is, you know, in my opinion, this is something that we're missing in schools. We're missing in a lot of areas. And like you said, the military is one place. You show up in a torn up, dirty uniform, the first time you'll get written up, the second time you'll get busted, and the third time you're looking for a new place to live. <laughs> you know, Dave, this stuff to the Brotherhood, and I want to mention the Brotherhood teams, okay? The Brotherhood and the culture, uh, the reason I laughed was to somebody who's never been in the military, the 75% that can't qualify to get in, they, I don't think they can conceive of that. Uh, they might be able to conceive of some things, but the idea that, you know, you've, you've come to work with a sloppy looking way you dress, like how about you're working at Home Depot and they're, they're, they're great honored veterans as does Lowe's, but you show up you can push the standards with hair length and whatever. There'll be a point at which they'll probably talk to you, but it'd be a far cry from what the first responders. I mean, when was the last time that you saw a policeman or fireman, and, and like you said, definitely an EMT, roll up? Just well, look at the the baseball players, you know, in the major league teams with the jewelry and the long hair and the beards. I mean. Yeah, that's that's an idea of what you can how you can dress, you know, and, and make millions of dollars a year. Our first responders. These are things, and 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 this goes along with the brotherhood. They have done studies, plenty of them. That the average soldier, navy guy, whatever they, I guess the navy guys fight for their ship because everybody goes down with it. But uh, and the air force guys fight for the plane. What? And the Army and the ground troops, they did a survey to summarize it. You're not fighting for the general, the colonel, the lieutenant colonel, major. Your company, you're, you're more so. But when you get down to the platoon and squad level, you, you look those people in the eyes. And, and here's one thing that uh, I, I want to mention. What do you call them? Alpha and Bravo teams in the squad, you know, the six-man and they cut them in half. Those guys are more concerned that they don't have the courage to die for their friend than they are from the enemy, and and that's 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 who they're fighting for. And and I mentioned that in one PTSD thing. You know, like 
uh, unpacking your backpack, your rucksack. I mean, we have to understand that there are buddies gave their lives for our chance. You, you need to un- start unpacking the rucksack. You need to put it on a training schedule and saying, hey, I, I'm going to work on this today. And, and, and then we'll get back to the topic. But the reason is, what can motivate guys, gals, and whatever with PTSD that were in the military and first responders? You're very disciplined, and, and uh, the rest of the humanity is not. And we know what it's like to be put on food restriction. We know what it's like to say you're going to exercise whether you want to or not. And so the military, even if they have PTSD and first responders, they can dig a little bit deeper to help resolve the PTSD. Remember, PTSD is a heavy, wet, muddy rucksack that you've been told you have to carry. And there's... That's, it is not you. PTSD is not you. It's something that happened to you. And Dave, we'll get back now to, to honoring our veterans. There, there's <clears throat> another thing <clears throat> with respect to politicians. Uh, the police, I mean, how in the world are the police expected to do their job when you've got Looney Tunes politicians thinking everybody's a divinity student that lives in the town? You know what I mean, Dave? They give them impossible standards. Uh, you know, and this is something that, I, in fact, I would like to hear from somebody that has done this because I've made it a point over my years to get to know police. And I live in a town called Johns Creek now, and I have not done this here but I have in many other areas where I've lived, and made it a point to ride with a cop. Not during the day, but on the 7 to midnight or midnight to 7 shift. And I think everybody should do that. In fact, I think it should be their civic duty to do that. If they pay taxes, then they should get a letter that I've ridden with a cop. And find out what a cop goes through during his shift. Sometimes it's, sometimes, you know, and this may sound crazy. You know, it's not crazy, but sometimes a cop is fighting a family dispute. And sometimes a cop is fighting boredom. And both of them can cause real problems, you know. So, with that being said, we're going to have to take our final break, Don, and we'll be back in one minute. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. Veteran-owned, America's Web Radio would like to thank all of our incredible patrons. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. If you are not already a patron, you can help us continue to produce some of the most informative and entertaining shows on the Internet by becoming a patron. 
Patrons of America's Web Radio are the first to receive information about new shows and links to the latest podcast episodes. Join now and receive a free gift while supplies last. For more information and to join our family, please visit www.patreon.com slash America's Web Radio. If you have questions, contact us at gm at americaswebradio.com. And as always, thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the americasbroadcastnetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back on A Veteran's Place with Dr. Don Moeller. And uh, does it go Dr. Don Moeller, M.D., comma DDS or is it DDS comma MD the bigger question is does I, do I care and does it matter <laughs> <laughs> no no I don't okay. care well as long as we know that you're well qualified uh, to work on just about any place on the body yeah and, uh, they, I, I, my uh, office was visited by a homeless person because it was unlocked. This was several months ago when it got cold down here. And a lady police officer uh, found this vagrant in the street, and he had some office checks of mine. You know, it, well, first of all, he, he took my white coat, and then he also took some checks. Well, here's the funny part. She says, I knew he shouldn't have... The, because in a doctor's office, you write the check, it's in a logbook. And she said, I knew that he shouldn't have those because I used to run a medical office. <laughs> you know, when you look at your policemen and firemen, especially policemen, a lot of them got a lot of talent. They're just called to the profession. They can do whatever they want to. They're very talented people. They're hard chargers, you know. When you look at the nurses working week after week with no breaks, and I'm telling you, uh, my wife's a registered nurse, an ICU nurse, and there were times when she was in Missouri uh, and it snowed. They just said, you're not leaving. <laughs> you're not leaving. You know, what do you mean? I'm not leaving. You're not leaving. Of course, she didn't challenge it. She knew what she were, they were saying. You're not leaving. How about an EMT? There's no one to cover the station. How about a policeman, a fireman? I'm going home. No, you're not. There's nobody coming in. You see, that's the kind of thing that the public is taking for granted. The other 99.6% of the population is taking for granted that when you go to work, I don't mean you've been shot, killed, wounded, or injured. You're not going home because no one came to sign in to take your place and you can't leave your station. You know what I'm saying, David? I know you've been there. And this is, you know, uh, the guy that, the guy or gal or, or anybody that is wounded in action or is not with their family, you know, and, and again, people don't, Think about this. How many times are first responders not with their families on holidays, the most important days of the years, you know? And people yeah. don't don't think about that. And um, it's, uh, I think, personally, 
one of the greatest things in in my area. A couple of the hospitals on Christmas, Jewish volunteers take the place of the Christians that work in these hospitals. And, uh, you know, they do it out of the goodness of their heart. And I think this is a great salute to people can get along. Different religions can get along. And, but this is something that, uh, you know, you don't necessarily plan on or pick the day that a hurricane is going to hit your state or a fire is going to happen in your house or somebody's going to break into your business. But yet, you don't ever hesitate saying, well, if I've got a fire, I'm going to call 911 for the fire department. I'm going to call 911 for the police department. And woe be into the police department or fire department that doesn't answer the phone. Yeah, Dave. And, you know, all these things. And, it, it, like, even, you know, i got to talk about our utilities guys, those pole climbers. Oh, yeah. They're going down there. You know, it. it you, you know, the sheepdog thing kind of extends out and, and is a compliment. You know, uh, when you think, when you, there's probably a thousand bucket trucks headed to Florida. Because I know during the one hurricane back 30 years ago when I moved down here, I, I thought they had a convention. <laughs> but, it, you know, I didn't know why because I'd started my trip. No, I saw I, actually, all these I, bucket trucks lined up headed, headed to Florida. Actually, I heard it's DeSantis was talking about it yesterday on his news conference. It's an incredible number. I mean, like 280,000, which I find just an incredible. Not just bucket trucks, but all the people that ride in them and go up in them and are going there. It's It's like... They knew the storm was coming. They know they know it's going to cause damage, and they're going to be sitting there when the line goes down. You know, it's yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. DeSantis yeah. has done, and his people, in my opinion, has done an incredible job of preparedness. And uh, they they brought in eight. I think it was eighteen hundred and. 1,800 plus first responders, ambulance, uh, EMTs, and they've got, I don't know the details about it, but there's a, and I don't know how big it is. I think he mentioned six states, but it could be either less than that or more than that. I, I don't have an exact number, but adjoining states like Florida, Georgia, Alabama, and they all, there was no question. They were responding already. The ambulances were on their way to Florida. The, uh, like you said, the bucket trucks, trucks from Georgia Power or the Southern Company and so forth were on their way to Florida. And, and you know, you, you bring up a very, very good point on the, on the linemen that they're risking their lives just like a a soldier would going into combat because it is combat. And uh, 
that's I don't want to be playing with some of those wires when it's lightning and raining and bad weather. I don't care how much rubber I got on it. It ain't enough, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Dave, they're you heroes, know, it's been a great like show. And, and uh, I think we're getting close to the time, right, buddy? Uh, we got a, a few minutes. Well, you know, this all connects back to what your fellow Americans are doing and, and how they're sacrificing uh and and my and my final comment is on subthreshold PTSD. And and here's the things we, we talked about. You know, there's A through H qualification factors to know if you have PTSD. But if you don't ring the bell, and so many of them, well, you're not technically uh, uh, you, you don't have PTSD. Well, I can guarantee you, depending on who you look at, what units like EMTs firemen, military, They're, the percentage of subthreshold PTSD is, is up to 12%. And in certain units, PTSD can be 25 to 30%. Well, when you add that onto it, you're looking at a whopping big number. And I want to bring this back around. If you're a nurse, firefighter, the police, whatever, and you, you're having nightmares, you can't sleep, it's tough for you to go to sleep, and you're starting to flake out in some of your initiative at work, and you're saying, man, I don't know if life's worth living. You know, you got to understand, sheepdogs don't like to go for help, but you don't have to have a diagnosis of PTSD to ask for help. You just, you, There's plenty of things online that you can read about. You can Google it. But I want to assure you, this, this program now is, I'm dedicating to the sub-threshold People in in the in in our sheepdog population, the the EMTs, the firemen, the nurses, and even linemen, bucket linemen, whatever, where you you just you're having the nightmares, you can't sleep, your your friends are pushing you away, you, you know you you're not social. Be be alert for these, because you might have subthreshold PTSD, and it's really just because. You don't get the full-blown diagnosis does not mean you're not going to suffer with some of the symptoms, and and you need to you need to check it out. And the earlier, my final comment: the sooner you initiate therapy for subthreshold PTSD, the better chance they have of helping you. And not only that, Dave, this is the final final comment: you may have left the P- service or whatever. EMT with subthreshold PTSD, which will later develop in your 40s, 50s, and 60s. Absolutely. It's not with so- that. With that being said, Don, we're going to have to wind it up. And uh, thank you as always for this morning and uh, the information that you bring to us. And we'll have an update uh, next week on a veteran's place. And you know. One last thought on that is the linemen, just like you said, and I'm glad you brought them up, because when they retire, they're veterans too, you know? They're veterans of their business that they were doing, the being a lineman. So with that being said, we got to get out of here. We're going to close the door and pray for those that are in in the way of the storm and pray for those that help others.
Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week with a Veterans Place and Dr. Don. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.